Hello and welcome to the Lisa Burke Show. I hope you're all having a relaxing weekend. I know how many of you have been taking the Friday off to make it a four-day weekend with Pentecost Thursday and many of you will also be off with your children for half term. And I know it's been very busy in nearby towns and cities because when I went to look for a last-minute mini break in Ghent or Bruges or Strasbourg, not one hotel space was left. So this weekend my dog is on holiday with her lovely dog keeper, but I'm at home with my children. However, that has allowed me to have time to introduce some wonderful people. And I'm delighted to welcome in the studio today Jessie Morbet, Wilhelmina von Blumenthal and Alexandra Gebhardt. Welcome to you all. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. It's such a spontaneous delight to have you. (laughs) Really, really my great pleasure. And just to introduce you all to my guests, Wilhelmina von Blumenthal, also known as Billy, to friends, is a graduate in modern languages from Oxford, with a master's in art history, and now works for the gallery Nussbaum Reding here in Luxembourg. Wilhelmina has been writing all her life, show jumping for many years, but discovered polo in 2011 on her gap year. She played for Oxford University throughout her studies and for the University of London during her master's. And she's been a volunteer with the Order of Malta for the last three years and is about to become a full member. Jessie Morbet is from Luxembourg, lives in Chiflon. She's currently working as a technical engineer for the Institut Supérieur de Technologie in Luxembourg, a volunteer with the St. John's Ambulance, working today as well. You are president of the Order of Malta Luxembourg. You run the Breakfast for the Homeless in Esh on Saturdays and you've made many pilgrimages as well. And we also have with us Alexander Gebhardt who also studied modern languages at Cambridge, opera studies at the Royal Academy of Music, Masters in Politics at Oxford and now works at the Foreign Office whilst concurrently doing a PhD at Cambridge. Whew. Alexander! <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk about time management in a little while. Alexander started riding and polo last year. So as you may have figured out today, we're going to talk about the combination of polo, but also, of course, the focus on the order of Malta and what brings you both together here today. So let's start with you, Jesse. Tell us what the order of Malta is. Uh, the order of Malta is a very old institution. It exists since 900, over 900 years. And uh, now we are working in around 140 countries with about 80,000 volunteers. So it's amazing. And uh, here in Luxembourg, we are doing first aid, homeless, uh, homelessness uh, for homeless people, uh, visiting uh, elder people, isolated people. And we're doing pilgrimages because we are Catholic institution. So it's very important. We have about 100 members here in Luxembourg, volunteers, about 20, 30 volunteers. And uh, as today, also I was on duty on my ambulance. So I'm not only president, I'm also on duty for homeless people and also for first aid. It's very important for me and for our volunteers to help people. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was reading about it and really helping and serving people is a great focus point for you and your work. So, Billy, may I call you Billy? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's easier for me than Wilhelmina, <laughs> your beautiful name. You are an amazing polo rider. I've been looking at you online and, and you've been riding, you said yourself, since before you could walk. So we'll come to the polo story. But how did you meet Jesse? 
Jesse, you've been a friend of the family for what? Many years. 15 years or yeah, more. Like I think it goes yeah. back to the beginning through my father mm. initially. And uh, last year, actually, we'd already come up with this idea to collaborate between the... I, I said, wouldn't it be great to do a, a charity tournament with, you know, mixing the Order of Malta with, uh, with, with the Polo Club? Because we do a tournament, we do about five or six tournaments at the Rodelave Polo Club every year anyway. And I just thought it was a great opportunity to marry the two. But the idea for this particular project so that the idea is to to raise the the, the money rate for this tournament to go towards making a, a homeless center in Luxembourg that came up this year well that's a really important point mm. let's think about that because when you say the homeless in Luxembourg a lot of us living here think Luxembourg is very wealthy nation. It is a very wealthy nation. And we don't know that there's much of a homeless problem. Can you talk Ooh, to us well, about you see, that? I, I, would, I, would, I would have said that was true five years ago, but I, I work in the centre of town and every single day I walk past people in doorways, under bridges, shivering in corners. I think it's a problem that's grown drastically in the last couple of years and it it really needs to be addressed it needs to be addressed long term but i think what this homeless center would aim to do is also to provide the very kind of hands on somebody who needs first aid a cup of tea some sympathy uh, this is all very important this is all very important so a very holistic approach yes yeah, yeah, yeah. because um, yeah, just, uh, the number is growing every year of homeless people. It's, it's amazing here in Luxembourg. They're very rich because, but also to live, to buy a house, to to, it's it costs a lot of money, and uh, even a lot of people now they have problems with that. Luxembourg people living here in Luxembourg also this for the immigration people from the immigration, also problems with drugs, alcohol. That's our clients, but we have to help them. And what is the government? I'm slightly turning to you here, <laughs> Alexander. What is the government doing about this? Yeah, it's 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 a very good <clears throat> question. I think, um, as as Billy was saying, I it is on the rise. Especially, I, I so I live in the Gar, so I, I I see this pretty much every day. Especially, you know, when when you come out. Well, just yesterday, I I park opposite, and there yeah. was on the way to my car somebody in a sleeping bag, and who is regularly there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, not not being a spokesman for the for the government, but I think it's something that is, is very much on people's agendas. And as Jesse was saying, mm-hmm. also with the the cost of living crisis, the housing being very, very expensive, it's something that is definitely coming into focus more and more. And um, I, I suppose once you go into an election year next year, that will be top of agendas as well. Well, I hope it is. So then you have this homeless shelter in mind that you want to build. Yeah. And you have a certain amount of money that you need to raise. Yes. So it's uh, it's 100,000. Uh, there is not a hope in hell that this tournament is going to raise that <laughs> amount of money. It's, but, but what, no, what... It'll raise something. The, the idea is for it to be the launch of a kind of a series of fundraisers building up towards this. I, I don't know how many events that will take. We thought maybe taking advantage of Alex's singing skills, we might do a recital. That that could be the next. The next That's a wonderful idea. Um, but really what we want to achieve 
what we hope to achieve with this tournament is awareness about the project to see if we can encourage people maybe to start their own initiatives. And I don't know if we somehow bag some very rich philanthropists, that would be great. Uh, and then, <laughs> but not before the recital, please. <laughs> we can have the recital either way round. Out of Malta, we have no regular income. We are depending from fundraising, and this idea to do it was marvelous. Uh, small or bigger sum, we don't know eh? at the end which sum uh, of money we will have, but doesn't matter. No, it's a start. It's, it's about it's, it's about start. starting it's very important. Yeah. and making so, that tangible um, step. Maybe for a moment we have about, I think, 3,500 euros for that few project, but yes. <laughs> it's ago, one we, small we had step nothing. towards <laughs> the 100,000. You will make it. Do you have any help, any sponsors that can help towards this target amount? Yes, we've been very generously sponsored by the Gallery Nosbaum Reading, Real Core investment finance and GPI lighting and design. So those have been our, and the, they, they sponsor a team. And then we play, it's very nice actually, because then we play under the, the, the sponsors' names and we've got a commentator who sort of, uh, you know, they, whenever whenever a goal gets scored, it, it beca- it's done in, in, in the name of the of our sponsors. So that's, that's, that's very nice for us and it's very nice for them. But I'm sure you'd be open to more sponsors. Always open to more sponsorship, but, you know, still looking for a tourna- tournament title sponsor. That would be great. Um, and other other ways of raising money. So we've got a, we've got a tombola. So we also work with what we call our partners. So Delta Coffee, who will be there. There'll be a couple of food trucks. They've agreed to add 50 cents to, to the price, which will then get donated to the to the charity. So we hope people will come in droves to, and hungry, to eat and drink, hungry, hungry, hungry mm. and thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a question because I do understand that at the moment, and we were talking about it before we went live, a lot of people are helping the Ukrainian refugees mm. here or many other organizations. <coughs> yeah. And it is always hard for every foundation, every organization, NGO, charity, to put out their call for help. How do you do that? You're one of a number of people out there at the moment. Specifically with regards to the Ukraine? the, the Ukraine In general, crisis, but or? obviously that's the one that's prominent at the moment and for a while to come. Which you also help, I know, because you've been driving uh, to the yeah. border. For Ukrainian, we have a donation for over 20,000 euros for Luxembourg. And this uh, money go direct, directly to Malteser International. Uh, Malteser International is also an organization uh, of Order of Malta. But they give the money to the local organization to help. And so, for the moment, all our organizations, mainly the German and French organization are, and Polish organization, are all around the borders of Ukraine. So they can help with medicine, to just people coming over the, the border, just first aid to help, mm. to, 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 find some, to give some, some food, uh, something to eat. It's very important, but it costs a lot, lot of money. And I think all the organizations worldwide of Malteser Order, they give around now for a moment over a million or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, huge money, but it's not enough. Yeah. No. Actually, in a, in a way, it's quite difficult. So the, the, the Nussbaum Reading Gallery has another project, a uh, small project with the Order of Malta. They've got a, they've got a gallery in, in Brussels and they're working with an artist called Tokarski who is doing a solo exhibition there. 
And he suggested that a third of the profits go towards towards the Ukraine. But actually, there is so much activity for the Ukraine right now that actually, I think it's, it's I find it was it was quite difficult to get people to come because most of the people I spoke to, they, they in fact, they'd already donated mm. to, I mean, to other, the, the, the Order of Malta is not the only charity. That's what I mean, really. I mean, how do you make your voice heard? I mean, I know you're here today, <laughs> but how do you make your voice heard or how do you ask for help? We for- go to RTL <laughs> yeah, and ask Lisa uh, Burke to help us. They have on RTL, uh, RTL Luxembourg. <laughs> uh, uh, the Luxembourg Radio, they have the Spendenopruf, and we are twice in this Spendenopruf, and we got uh, some money by this address. It was kind of amazing, yeah. That's wonderful. Well, I want to turn now a little bit to actually what you do, which is polo. I know you're a very established rider, Billy, and you are a newer rider. So, yes. what... <laughs> Was the encouragement you needed to get on a horse, was it, Billy? <laughs> I think that's safe to say that that was really <laughs> No, indeed. Um, I think uh, I, I've, I've, always, I've always wanted to ride a horse. I, I was on, when I was a little child, I would have been on a pony once or twice. But uh, actually having the opportunity to get on a horse and to properly start playing polo has been really amazing. It's a, it's a sport that you might not necessarily feel that is immediately within reach if you see it from afar. Well, you need to be able to ride, first of all, most people say. Rubbish, rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> most people would say you probably need to be a very good rider. In- yeah. <laughs> well, in in a way, I think with with the uh, we're very lucky with with our horses. We we we've got we've got some very good horses, and essentially the horses are teaching me to ride. So we've outsourced that. <laughs> they do right? look after him. They look after him <laughs> very effectively. Yes. Have you fallen? Uh, I I've fallen off the horse a couple of times. Yes, That's but but bad. best to get back up again and on back onto the horse and yeah continue. <laughs> our ponies are very little, so he doesn't have far to fall. <laughs> <laughs> but you're the second. There's two polo clubs in Luxembourg as I understand it. That's correct. So tell us about the history of your polo club. It started out as a slightly different concept. I mean, it's not it's not such a strict definition, but we've got the kind of the friends and family club, which I see, which I would think defines ours very well. So people come after work, they come with their family, their friends and their and their kids. And the other club, I suppose that I think they're more events. I mean, they do they do play chuckers and they have club members, um, but they're much more events based. Based. I mean, I, I think last year for their international, I mean, they did incredibly well. They had something like 2,000 people attending. So they're just, they're two clubs that go, just run along different, slightly different philosophies. But it's, 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 it's amazing to have two in Luxembourg. It's not, they're mm-hmm. not, they're not easy to start. Yeah. We need not. a third club. We need somebody to take the initiative and then we'll really, well, then we can even have a federation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're the one to do it. Um, I was about to ask you, actually, you know, when people think about polo they think it's an elite sport because you know you have to have access to horses you have to be able to ride horses are never a cheap investment but then you spoke about your club being very open to friends and family and children just after work it sounded more approachable it's very relaxed so i think it's like everything it's uh, you can do polo in levels you've got the royal berkshire uh, which is extraordinary infrastructure and everything in between and then you've got what we have which is you know, I think the the other polo club as well. It's a field <laughs> with a bunch of friends that like to get together and do a sport that they love and share it with as many as many people as possible. And you know, like we like a good party, and it's it's also nice. It's amazing. It's it's in the centre of the of town, but you're you feel like you're completely surrounded by nature. It's a Merle. It's five minutes away from the international school, and so you come out of work and you just you just escape mm. escape a little bit. 
for the horses, who owns the horses? Do you have to bring your own horse, which not everybody would have access to? Or are there horses available for people who might want to begin? It's mainly privately owned horses, but if anybody's interested in taking lessons, they are very welcome to contact us. And we also do pony treks. We do we do lessons for beginners. We do pony treks, and um, and it's we we can always arrange we can always arrange something. We're always excited to have new members. Well, you've hidden that very well in Merle. Where in Merle is there a pony? where in Merle? <laughs> I know. Where in Merle? So then, if you were <clears throat> going to encourage people to come along and just try polo out what would be your your statement invitation come along come along and see us and mm. give it a go I, I don't think it's much more than that and uh, and if you and if you don't like it we'll, we'll still give you know drink a drink and a drink and food and general hospitality is always on offer at our at our club and is it all year round or is it season dependent it is season dependent so we start in april may and it goes on to the end of september how many members have you got not many. We are, I think, 12 or 15 members, something like that. Uh, uh, yeah. Wow. So I must say, gosh, congratulations on, on managing to find me here. <laughs> That's amazing. And to be able to shine a light on this and the work that you're doing. And I truly hope that with everything else going on in the world around us, that you will, you know, step by step, trot by trot, <laughs> reach your target amount. But this, I mean, this, 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 this tournament is, I think we have all had the experience of walking past a homeless person who's maybe even called out for our help and possibly even said no there's you know very often they say don't you know but some people give money some people don't there's a big debate about whether this is good and for one split second you feel awful but then you go you get on with your life but it's a problem staring you in the face and i think if people you know if people come to us uh, to this tournament at the weekend and they bring their friends and they have a drink and they have a burger that's already an equivalent of saying to that person, I've seen you, I know that this is a problem that I need to solve and I'm doing something about it which is constructive and what could be more constructive than a physically um, a, a building where where we can take care of these these poor and vulnerable in Luxembourg. You've put it very well there and, and the emotions when you pass somebody like that are, are everything that you've just said and you're right also in when you say we don't always know what the right thing to do is because it might not be money that they need. Yeah, it's, you feel very powerless and very guilty. Um, but this is something very small um, that, that, that we can offer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to this shelter, how will it be led? Who will be there to staff it? It will be mainly volunteers from the Malta Order, from Luxembourg. So from every activity, first aid, um, uh, visiting, homelessness, and every uh, from every branch, there will be volunteers. We will start with two or three people. Now we have maybe an opportunity near to Edelbrück because we will do it in the north. It will be better for the people. We take them out of the city. The city is a jungle for them. And they have a lot of fear of the city. So from now we start uh, breakfast for homeless people in Ettelbrück uh, three months ago with some success. Three times a week we have 20 to 25 people every time and they are waiting on us. And so we told them we are coming with this uh, project and we will start maybe with two rooms, three rooms. We will know. We will know. We'll see uh, in the future 
in the next future. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if anybody would like to get involved with helping with the breakfasts that are already established, who should they contact? You mean the volunteers? Yeah, the breakfast for the homeless. Yeah, uh, you, when I start uh, the breakfast, we have breakfast in Luxembourg, uh, Bonnevoie City, uh, under the church of Bonnevoie. When I started four years ago in Esch, I had nothing, nothing at all. But it was strange. Uh, volunteers, they come from themselves. They're coming to, to, to phone me, uh, you need help. Yeah, why not? Come, come on. And though I have now a staff of volunteers of around 20 people. That's wonderful. Yeah. I think people really want to give back. They yeah. really want to try to help, but they don't always know how. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Have you any final comments or thoughts that you would like to add? I think just just to say that um, I think the, this event is is it's well it's, it would be very important and also it, I think it will do this nice combination of bringing to people together over a sport but also having this rather you know philanthropic and rather altruistic element behind it. So I I, I would really encourage everybody to come for whom it's possible and yeah just to give back in that way as well. And it's a lovely weekend. It's a lot of fun. You can kill two birds with one stone. You have a great weekend with your friends, all for a good cause. You know, if you're not careful, you'll have a whole bunch of other people I can wanting. Have a horde. Yeah, you, you. Well, I hope you do, but you might have a whole new polo team, and yes. you might need more horses from somewhere. Well, we hope so. We hope yeah. so. We have the charity dinner with the tombola. Huh? Ah, yes, absolutely. On Saturday, Saturday evening, there's a charity dinner. We're doing a very small auction, so two or three items, uh, which will go to the highest bidder. And uh, and then the tombola. So we've got we've got got friends who are li- lining up to to donate some very nice prizes. And when you say Saturday, we of course mean. Yeah. Sorry, yes, I'm referring to Saturday, the 11th of June. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, 7:30. And tickets can be found uh, on our Facebook page. Yeah. It's the 11th <laughs> and 12th of June. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. So the whole tournament over the two days, people can come and eat and watch wonderful polo with the elite athletes and the people who have not been riding so long (laughs) in equal measure, (laughs) doing their best and learn all about the Order of Malta as well. And uh, all of Malta Luxembourg, thanks a lot to Polo Club Rodelief for this fundraising. For us, it's very important. Thank you very much. What does Rodelief mean? Red Lion. The Red Lion yeah. Polo Club. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Now I've learned two words in Luxembourgish. <laughs> okay, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Thank you all so much for your time. And, and I hope I can drop by. Oh, I can't. I'm in, I'm in a wedding that weekend. Oh, no. We all just oh. have to come to the next talk. Yes. It's not a fundraiser. Yes. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, if you're listening to this on Saturday, we have the ING Marathon ahead of us. So good luck if you're running. Enjoy it if you're running or watching it. And uh, if you're listening to this on the Sunday or in podcast form and you ran the marathon, I hope you're not in too much pain. So, yeah, <laughs> Wishing you all the best and continue to enjoy your long weekend. Thank you. Thank you.